Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Basketball Morning Joe with Tyler and Mo. I am your host, Tyler Sumner, and alongside me is my phenomenal co-host, who I hope will join me at Dean College so we can continue this and possibly get it out on the radio, uh, Mr. Mo Holtzman. Mo, how are you doing? And what a show we got lined up for these listeners today, don't we? Hey, guys, I'm doing great. And yeah, I'm uh, really excited to get into this one. So let's just get into it right now. Um, James Harden is officially out of Houston. He got what he wanted. We may disagree with his tactics all we like, but he gets to play with Kevin Durant once again. Um, I like this move. But we look at the side, did Brooklyn give up too much? And that's the question of today's episode, Mo. Did Brooklyn give up too much of their bench in return for Harden? I want to say no. Um, I know we talked about this a little bit earlier on a a couple of podcasts that got scrapped by technical issues. But um, James Harden is an unbelievable offensive player. He has his defensive struggles. Like, I think the Nets will have their defensive struggles. But um, James Harden's impact on a team can't be disvalued. He is a walking playoff berth. He brought bad Houston teams far in the playoffs. And um, adding him to a a team with, you know, probably one of the top three players in the league right now, Kevin Durant, plus whatever you're going to get from Kyrie Irving if he shows up, I I just think that's that's, uh, too good of a potential title team to pass up. Yeah, and I'm looking here at some highlights that are um, on the CBS Sports website, and Harden just wasn't himself in Houston this season. It seems like throwing up shots, you know, that he couldn't even hit, but he would normally hit if he was playing like himself. Um, Moving on, though, Mo, do you think Kyrie's going to like Harden with the team? I don't know. Um, Kyrie Irving is the guy, I think, in my mind, in the league that is hardest to read right now. He is taking some sabbatical from his job as an NBA player, apparently. He was spotted on, like, random Zoom calls for New York Senate. It's really weird stuff from Kyrie, and that's kind of how he's been. He's just a weird dude. But um, if if we're talking from a purely basketball standpoint, this takes the ball out of Kyrie Irving's hands, but... As the third option, he's going to sleepwalk his way to 25 points a night. I mean, if you have your third defender guarding Kyrie Irving, you're in for a night of uh, a bad night, man. He's going to, he is absolutely unbelievable. Uh, Kyrie Irving is going to be the best third option probably in NBA history. If off the top of my head, I think he's better than Bosch. I think I don't, but you got to look at Dennis Rodman. But that they're they're completely different players. Is my like I I think Rodman may add more to a team, but Kyrie Irving is a better skilled player than Dennis Rodman in my mind. Oh, of um, course. So I, I before think... we continue talking about um, our podcast here, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to give a quick shout out to one of the main supporters of this podcast. And funny that the name is Anchor. Um, Our supporter of this podcast is Anchor Health and Performance. It is a training facility where we do high-intensive training. I know I'm getting in shape. I've lost 18 pounds with the phenomenal people there, Trish Manila and Mark Reinard. They are great people. I highly recommend you check them out on Facebook at Anchor Health and Performance. Like their page. And Anchor, once again, thank you for helping me out with this podcast and sharing it. 
Anyways, back to the podcast now. Mo. Sure. Let's talk about Indiana. I like this. And I know you were saying before we had our third or fourth technical issue of the day. Um, you like Indiana, and I, I think this is going to be a great fit for Karis LeVert. I think he's going efficiently right into his starting role um, because of the fact that who else does Indiana have besides Malcolm Brogdon, Victor Ol- Ah, excuse me. Keep, can't say that anymore. <laughs> um, Miles Turner, Malcolm Brogdon, Karis LeVert, DeMontis Sabonis, I know they have one of the Holiday brothers, either Justin or the other one. Yeah, you have uh, TJ Warren's going to come back from a foot injury, hopefully, before the playoffs. I know that that was a little blow to them. Right. Um, Jeremy Lamb is coming off an Achilles, I believe, so we'll see if he's any good. But um, I love this move for uh, Indiana. I've been high on Indiana since the season started, really impressed with what they've been doing. And you had them at a lower seed this year, huh? I, I, I had them at the seven, which I think is where most people were projecting them out of that top six. Um, but now they could be top three, it seems like. I, I think they they might be. Um, I think Karis LeVert's going to slot in really well to that Oladipo role. He's going to basically play the same thing. And I think the career arc is so interesting because remember when Oladipo was traded there, he was a Karis LeVert type guy. He had a ton of potential, was never the one on any team, but... You know, played in Oklahoma, played in Orlando, and was just a good scorer. And you kind of saw him blossom in Indiana to like an all-star kind of borderline all-NBA guy. And I think that's my, you know, be what we see from Karis here. So I, I think this is a good move. And I think the key, though, is Oladipo's a free agent after this year. Karis LeVert is booked for less money, and he'll be there for three seasons. Really savvy move from Indiana getting in on this one. And um, I'm just kind of confused why Houston didn't end up with Allen or LeVert. Let me ask you this, Mo, right? Speaking about that, do you think now Karis LeVert being in Indiana could make a very solid case for either most improved player or sixth man of the year? I think he's going to be starting, so I don't think he'll get that sixth man. But, um, yeah, most improved is definitely in the conversation. I don't know what LeVert averaged last year, but I know it wasn't anything to scoff at. Um, Let me just double-check that. Yeah, so he... Is at 18 points per game right now. The season averaged 18 last year. I don't see that jumping up too, too much. Maybe to 22, 23. So, I mean, if Indiana's really good and he's a driving factor in a top three or four seed, I can definitely see it. I think Jalen Brown has a, a stranglehold on that one going right now, though. Oh, absolutely. And those are my Celtics. Haven't been able to talk much about them because they haven't been playing. Um, so, Cleveland. I think they won this trade, not because of Torian Prince. Once again, correct me if I pronounced that wrong. Um, Jarrett Allen is getting that starting job much over Andre Drummond. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Jarrett Allen. I have been since he was at Texas. I was excited when the Nets got him. He was part of those fun teams with, you know, Karis, Dinwiddie, D'Angelo Russell, who's been everywhere since Brooklyn. And uh, now Jarrett Allen's a Cleveland Cavalier. So they have a ton of big guys with, you know, Larry Nance Jr., Kevin Love's going to be off the IR soon. And then we have Andre Drummond, who's actually been pretty good this year. Um, obviously not his old dominant self that he was in Detroit. I never thought he was, you know, a max-level guy, but he's due for a big contract after this offseason. I do think if a contender, hint, hint, wink, wink, wink Boston Celtics who don't have a center over freaking 6'9 on their roster, might have to make a trade for a guy like Andre Drummond who should be available at this deadline. Yeah, and I'm not mad that you said Boston. I wouldn't mind another big man. But um, hint, hint, wink, wink, Mo. 
Here is my question to you. What do you think Jared Allen can do with Sexland? I think he can do a lot. I don't think those three guys are ever going to be like your top three on a championship team. But in the East, you know, it's a little bit weaker. Some of the, the contending teams are a little bit Well, the East older. just got a hell of a lot stronger, my friend. Yeah, well, that one team did definitely in Brooklyn. But you see a lot of teams like... I don't buy Orlando as a real good playoff team. I don't know. Atlanta's looked really weird after their good start to the season. I think they probably won't creep up to anything special this year. But, you know, you clear a guy like Drummond out. You have Larry Nance Jr. off the bench. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. will hopefully be back soon. I really like Okoro. And then a high pick. I mean, Cleveland should be a, a team to watch for a lower playoff seed soon. And I really do like what Colin Sexton has been doing this year. Yeah, and now let's finally talk about him because we have yet to talk about him yet because we keep getting cut out. Um, the Houston Rockets. What can you tell me about Rodian Karakis? Kirkish, whatever his name is. <laughs> I can tell you he's a shooter. Um, I can tell you he's from Brooklyn. I can tell you he's now in Houston and doesn't matter that much, I guess. <laughs> All right. Um, Dante Exum, I know a little bit about him. I know him. From the 2K curse packs back in the day, he would be the only guy we pull out of those mm. Michael Jordan Galaxy Opal packs. <laughs> and he had a pink diamond at a point guard, surprisingly. Don't know why. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know how I feel about him, but the real reason we're all here, Mo. What role is Oladipo going to play in Houston now? Because we know he's a point guard. We know he's a shooting guard sometimes, too. But you got John Wall. All right, you got the Marcus Cousins. What's going to be Oladipo's role in this Houston lineup? And can you maybe help them get something going here? Yeah, so Oladipo uh, obviously is going into a, a contract here. He's going to be one of the marquee free agents. And this is a make-or-break year for Victor Oladipo in my eyes. He's been playing well, but not up to his you know all-star status that he had a couple of years ago. But, you know, this is his chance. I mean, Houston... It's a very unselfish team suddenly as you get rid of John Wall. I mean, as you get rid of James Harden, John Wall is a great passer. He's going to be next to Oladipo. Probably going to be starting at the two there. Victor will be. Uh, Christian Wood is a really good young big man that they're going to pair with those two guys. I don't hate Houston as a low playoff seed. I think they'll probably be in the playing tournament mix. And um, if Oladipo can play well, he might have a big contract on his hands. And I don't think it'll be from Houston. I think they're kind of doing this to clear cap. Um and kind of reset, you know, they lost a lot of picks during the Daryl Morey era with uh, the Westbrook and the Chris Paul trades. But um, I think I think this this one was smart, you know, from Raphael Stone, the new general manager there who wants to kind of clean house a little bit and reset, stock the cupboard back up. And, you know, they didn't get a great young piece like a Ben Simmons or a Karis LeVert from this, but um, those draft picks can turn into anything. So with that being said, Mo, where do you think – Oladipo would get a bag. Uh, I think he's kind of in that like, ooh, weird. Gordon Hayward got $120 million from the Hornets. He's in that category for me because Oladipo's not a phenomenal player. He's good. He's probably bordering on, you know, top 30 guy in the league, maybe just off the top of my head. And he does put a lot of teams maybe over the top, like a, a team that needs shooting and defense. I'm just trying to wrap my head around somewhere in the league that really would need that. Um, I think uh, off the top of my head, and they're always off the top of my head, Sacramento could use them. Yeah, I mean, definitely. That's a, a younger guy still in Oladipo, a young team in Sacramento. But, like, if you're thinking big contenders, like, 
think about Oladipo being the third guy on a, a good Clippers team. You know, that'd be something interesting. Um, he could definitely see. But here's the thing: Oladipo might not fit in with that Kawhi Paul George lineup right now because whatever the Clippers are doing, they're finding a way to win. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like Oladipo can take the money if he wants, do whatever he wants, maybe pull a, a, J- a Jeremy Grant and go to some bad team like Detroit and get his numbers. But um, he can also be a really good piece on a really good team, which is something we saw in Indiana when they took LeBron James to seven in that first round series. Um, I think Oladipo is a really interesting piece, and we'll see what he can do in Houston. I wouldn't write Houston off right now, though. I think John Wall's been playing well. I think Christian Wood's pretty underrated. As long as they don't run into like a, a, a Lakers or Clippers juggernaut in the first round, I think they do have a little bit of a chance. All right, so we just wrapped up about the James Harden trade. Um, But now we just got to focus on Brooklyn. This isn't going to be the whole episode. We're going to move into standings now, Mo, if you'd like, if you'd be okay with that. So I'm looking at the East here, okay? Boston's at the one. Somehow they're still going to be there with the COVID era going on. Milwaukee's at the two, which I thought they were going to stay in eight seed, sadly. Uh, we're not going to talk mm-hmm. about that. Um, Philly's at the three, which is interesting. That's interesting, and we'll talk about them a little later. Indiana's at the four. Orlando's at the five. Brooklyn's at the six. Hornets are at the seven. And the Hawks are at the eight. Now, Mo, let me ask you, how long till Brooklyn takes that number one seed? I don't think they do. Um I think probably the Bucks or Sixers are going to lock that one down. Uh, the standings are all wonky right now because a lot of teams have games postponed or have to play with really shortened rosters. And I tell you, man, your Celtics got really lucky with these postponements because you see the Sixers uh, just lost basically three straight games because of their their roster problems. They were seven and one. Now they're going to be eight and four. They were at the top of that conference, and then when everyone got out, their games were not postponed not pushed at all and they lost I think three straight so uh, it's a little bit rough Um, Boston got away with not having to play without obviously Tatum Brown Walker everybody except for that one game I believe so it's a little bit lucky by them but they're at the top of the conference right now on standings don't make a ton of sense to me right now I think Orlando is going to drop way down I think Miami's going to rise I don't buy the Raptors as like the second worst team in the league so we'll see about that yeah so speaking of Boston (laughs) Let's talk about Kemba, Kemba Walker, if you will. Um, he got cleared, which is good. He got cleared for practice to start practicing with the team again. Um, how long do you think he's got until he comes back into the lineup? I'd say probably somewhere from three to seven days we're going to see Kemba back on the uh, court. Uh, definitely good for Boston. Um, I have no clue how he's going to look. I've never been a huge Kemba fan. I didn't think that uh, signing made a ton of sense when they – pulled him uh, for, you know, Terry Rozier obviously wasn't the answer either, but um, Kemba kind of lost a little bit of his identity, I think, in Boston. Kind of not being the go-to scorer, that's obviously going to be Tatum. I think uh, Brown might get the ball over him a little bit even. So we'll see how uh, Kemba works back in this team as uh, Tatum still is going to miss a couple more games, I believe, with the COVID issue. Yeah, and now Brooklyn. Let's Let's just talk about Brooklyn. I know we kind of did a little bit, but what do you see them finishing at? So the the question is, like, these guys got to learn how to work together. If Kyrie Irving doesn't come back, they're going to lose a couple games. Um, 
some of the like they're never gonna lose a game to like Memphis or uh, Sacramento or Chicago. They're just not gonna. None of those teams are gonna be able to score with them. Like if Kevin Durant has an off night, you have two guys that can still give you fifty. Brooklyn's just gonna be a crazy high scoring team. They're gonna have a pretty brutal defense, in my opinion, but. They're seven and six right now, and they are not going to be hovering around five hundred for much longer. I think they'll probably lock into like a two to four seed. I just don't know why in my head I don't have them pegged as a number one seed in the East. Yeah, and speaking of that, let's talk about my favorite Western Conference team here, the Sacramento Kings. Mo, I think they could pull off an eight seed. I think the I really I, I do. Don't think so I'm sorry to crush your vibe, ma'am. I I just don't see it. Um, I think the West is really congested right now. You have, I think, seven teams at the top of it right now in the two LAs, Utah, Phoenix, Portland, Dallas, and Golden State, who are probably playoff locks at this point. Then you have, I think, Denver's a playoff lock, and I think... San Antonio is at the San Antonio's at the eight. I think they're going to drop a little bit. I think New Orleans, Houston, and then maybe, like, San Antonio are going to be battling for those last couple spots. I think Sacramento's... Started hot, maybe going to drop a little bit. So are you saying the Timberwolves are staying there? Uh, unless Oklahoma City suddenly decides they want to start losing games. Um, yeah, I'm not super impressed with what I've seen from Minnesota so far. I, I just don't know how much Carlton's New Towns can give you, especially on a, a tough year for him like this. Hey, Mo, I think there's something out my window. Look at Curry, <laughs> man. So inspirational. Um. He's playing out of his damn mind. Yeah, Steph's that guy, man. He's he's great. MVP caliber season, possibly. I think so. Um, I I think if he if they end up a top four seed, then he's probably gonna get it, and I don't think that'll happen. But um, Steph has been phenomenal. I think Wiggins has been a pretty good player, and uh, Draymond Green is still absolutely underrated, unbelievably underrated, in my opinion. Why well, I think we know why we don't like him because of the disrespect he shows people. I like it, man. I've always been a Draymond Green guy. So you liked when he was the donkey and kicked Sam out? I always, in a, I always uh, thought donkey was a little degrading to the guy. I, I'm always a big Draymond. Um, I think his emotions get the best of him sometimes, but I think like Pat Bev is celebrated for the same stuff that Draymond is hated for. So I think it's interesting, but I, I think he's a really good cutter. I think he's a great screener. I think he's a great defender, and he's a very smart passer. And his his return has really helped the Golden State team. Mm, it's very interesting, man, that you mention it. Let's go back to the Eastern Conference as we're looking here. Um, wow, I didn't think they were going to be this low. So the Pistons are the worst team in the NBA right now. Yeah. Kind of, kind of would expect that one. They just don't have a lot of talent there. Blake Griffin looks pretty washed, and um, Derrick Rose is out with that yeah. knee injury again. Not surprising. I mean, it's Derrick Rose. <laughs> Once he got that first one, Mo, it kept going like a domino yeah, effect. Really unfortunate to see for Derrick, but I mean, it's it's just not a very good team in Detroit right now, and I don't think they're trying to be very good. Nothing to talk about about Detroit. I wouldn't really. say so. So what about the Wizards? I know you wanted to talk, we talked mentioning about this a couple of days ago, you wanting to talk about Washington on the podcast. Um so now's the time though. Um what's going on with Washington? Man, I was high on Washington going into the season. I thought Russell Westbrook was not going to be one of the worst players in the world. Um it's a little bit of over exaggeration, but Westbrook has not been good at all this season. He's hurt right now. Maybe once he comes back from about a week off, he'll be better, but um Bradley Beal is giving me the world, man. 
he had 60 in a loss against the Sixers. Um, he had another, I think, 45-point night. And uh, if you're not winning when your guy's scoring 60, I don't know what to tell you. Their defense is really brutal. Um, their offense has taken a hit as Thomas Bryant tore his uh, ACL. I really liked him. He was a, a young center that used to be in Los Angeles. But um, I, I just don't see a path for Washington to really do anything in the playoffs, even if they can sneak into a 10 seed. And um, I, I don't. I hate to be the guy who speculates trades, but I think a Bradley Beal trade could uh, not be too far off. Well, that could be interesting. Um, so I'm looking at this top eight seed to the East, right? Mm-hmm. Excuse me. I have to yawn for a second there. You know, daylight savings is kind of <laughs> catching up. Um, I see a team at the seven seed, Charlotte. They kind of, they've been impressive this season. Yeah, though. I would say so. Um, I I like Lamelo Ball a lot. I think Gordon Hayward's been pretty good. He just went to the locker room last night, though, so we don't know exactly what's going on with him injury-wise. But um, I think Charlotte's going to be hovering. I think I had them pegged for around an 11 or 12 seed. They're going to be a little bit better than that right now in my estimation because uh, the Wizards are going to be worse than them. So probably 10. Like They're going to be low in that play-in tournament, I believe. I think Miami is obviously going to jump up into that top six at least. And then we'll see probably Toronto be better than 2-8. and eight. But I think I think Charlotte has maybe a leg up on the Atlanta Hawks at this point who have been disappointing since their hot start. Yeah. And let's talk about, let's take our talents mo right now. Let's take our podcasting talents to <laughs> South beach. Um, I think everybody remember, you know what I'm yeah, talking about there. The fit, the infamous LeBron James announcement when he went to Miami, but now he's in LA. Sorry, heat fans don't mean dissy right there. Um, they, they're disappointing this season. though. It's just weird. I mean, like, if you go through the games, um, they they be a good Pelicans team on Christmas. They got blown out by the Bucks without Jimmy Butler. They beat the Bucks without Jimmy Butler. Then they lost to the Mavericks without Jimmy Butler. Um, lost to the Celtics. They recently lost to the uh... – Two days ago, they lost Six, to the With absolutely Sixers. nobody on their roster. They got hit by COVID, and like the Celtics, they don't get postponed. So, uh, Hey, but I will say, what a hell of a game by Tyler Hero and Joel Embiid. Yeah, I mean, those guys are it. obviously great. But I think, yeah, there is a, another Heat game tonight, and I don't think they're going to have their guys again. So uh, it's just Miami's really been hurt by the COVID stuff. Their whole team has basically been out. It's – um. Yeah, every, everybody's going to be out, I believe, for them again tonight. Um, I They're going to be better than this. I, I just I, – I know it. Um, I really do think Miami is a very good team. Adebayo and Butler are still those guys. But um, when they have COVID, they are not those guys. <laughs> I want to talk about the Lakers. I don't think there's much to talk about the Lakers. Ten and three, you know, the Lakers are the Lakers. It's like, it's like NFL playoffs, I guess you could say. The Browns is the Browns. The Lakers <laughs> is the Lakers. Um, moving on though, Portland at the four. This is interesting to me, Mo, because I had them, I had them at the seven or eight seed again, like, like Portland Mm -hmm. would normally be. Um, I, I had Portland a little bit higher in my rankings. I think they were maybe, I don't want to say three. I, I, I think they were in that three to five range for me. I'm really high on Portland this year. Um, CJ McCollum has been absolutely balling, man. I don't know if it's because he was scared he was going to get traded. Didn't didn't I say? Didn't we both say in like the first couple of episodes 
he needs to step up this year for him. Or yeah, he and he's be been phenomenal. And Lillard's still obviously Damian Lillard. So uh, Nurkic is a great center. Covington's been good off, uh, you know, playing wing defense for them. Um, I think Portland's going to be really scary in the playoffs. And uh, I think their defense is not great. But um, like the Nets, if you have a great offense, you don't especially need that defense. Right, and move one down one seed. Let's talk about Phoenix, Mo, and I'm going to let you start off here. Um, Phoenix is great, man. Um, Devin Booker and Chris Paul haven't even played that well this season. I can't lie. They really haven't. Um, they haven't played great together. Haven't played a ton of minutes together. Uh, DeAndre Aiden's been a little bit disappointing, but it's, it's, it's like Mikel Bridges has been impressive for them, and they're winning games. Almost beat a Clippers team that was uh, up a lot on them. They made a comeback there. I... I'm really impressed with Phoenix, and I, I don't think they're probably still like a top. I think they're probably going to drop drop down to about a maybe six or seven seed, but I wouldn't want to see them in the first round of a playoff series. Right now, doesn't Mikel have a brother named Miles? Uh, don't think they're brothers. Same last name though. And they kind of look identical a little bit. A little bit. Um. Mavericks are doing good. Uh, they finally found their way because Chris Tapp yeah, came last back, night. right? Did he do good in his debut? He was Let's all right. Check. Didn't play a lot of minutes. How, uh, how much did he average uh, last night? Uh, uh, 16 points. So not bad for a guy like him, uh, if you will, there. Uh, Willie Cauley-Stein has been more disappointing. He's more of an older guy in the league, I guess you could say. Um no, let me get your thoughts on Mr. Cully I actually Stein. think he's been pretty good this season. I think the, the lineups with Porzingis and Cully Stein are going to be really hard to defend. In a league where uh, teams are going smaller and smaller, Christoph's Porzingis at, I think it's like seven foot two or three, is going to be tough to stop next to a guy like Cully Stein, who's a really good rebounder. Uh, not a bad shooter, actually. I, th- I think that's a pretty good team around Luca, who's obviously an MVP candidate. Christoph Sporzingis is seven three You know, he hails from Lipaja, Latvia, something like that. <laughs> I don't know how to say that. Um, so it's definitely going to be interesting, ladies and gentlemen. Um, before we close out here, once again, we're going to rewrap around our heads around. Well, Mo, I don't know about you, but I'm still trying to wrap my head around this four-team James yeah, Harden trade. You know, um, so all in all, if you had to pick one winner, who do you it's think the it only was? team that's in title contention because of this? It's Brooklyn. I mean, you give up a lot, but at this point, what your your championship odds go up from like ten percent to twenty five? Like that's all you can ask for. Yeah, and I think Maybe they match 30? up decently against a Los Angeles team. Um, uh, I mean, you have the Kevin Durant, LeBron James final, maybe in the uh, battle in the finals. What more can you ask for, man? Or James Harden versus yeah. Anthony Davis. You know, it's gonna be gonna be very interesting, folks. I I guess you can say. Um, before we hang off here again, Ma, I just want to give a huge shout out to Anchor Health and Performance down here in Warren, Rhode Island. Um, if you're looking to come get in shape, please don't hesitate. Everybody's like a family once you walk through those doors. And Mo, I want to thank you for coming on again today. I know it was a bit short notice, but we just had to talk yeah, about absolutely. the hard trade, Good to man. talk to you, Tyler. You as well. And we will be back here next week 
right after the NFL playoffs. Maybe we'll throw some thoughts about the NFL playoffs in there as well, even though we're a basketball uh, podcast there, folks. But we don't know what's going to happen with the NBA. I suggest the bubble, but Adam Silver don't listen to much people. He does his own thing. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening, and take care, Mo, and you, enjoy Jack. your weekend. See you, everybody.